We don't need Justin. <laughs> we, do, we do for music. We do, don't we? Uh, li- listen, it's the final day. Hurry, hurry, hurry. He's he's here. He's almost here. It's the final day for our promotion. Enroll in any bundle. Holy smokes. And get, what do they get with that? They get any guide they want. Any guide they pick. Any guide they want. But they also get something else, don't they? they you get guys a, started without me. They also get How a, dare you? They also get a t-shirt. You're always any, pooping, that's why. Any oh. map shirt that they would like. That's right. So enroll in any bundle, you get a t-shirt of your choice and a guide of your choice for free. It's the last day. This is going to air the 30th. However, some of you will be listening to this for the first time on the 1st of December. I've talked Doug into extending the promotion till the 1st, just because some of you guys won't be hearing this commercial till then. So promotion will still be good. Here's what you do when you enroll. Uh, make sure you email. What do, you, what do they email, Doug? Is it uh, admin. admin at mindpumpmedia.com. Let them know your shirt size and which guide you want. What are you, new here? And what shirt <laughs> you want so we can hook you up. And your address, all that stuff. Okay, but listen, the promo- the programs are available at mindpumpmedia.com. Final day. Do all those things he just said. No Adam. I have nothing. No Adam. I have nothing to contribute here. No Adam. That was fucking metal, bro. That was metal. Let's get it. Nothing to contribute. You gotta bond with us with that shit sometimes. Can man. we uh, can we give some yeah, shirts away? We got, we got uh, Ben kind of on his way here. He's gonna be walking yeah, up to I'll, the studio in a minute. Let's, let's take care of this right now. How yes. many reviews did we get, Douglas? Tell us, please. Seventeen reviews. Holy seventeen! Yeah, I the think the Thanksgiving oh, see, look holiday. Look at Ben's already here. That's you guys like uh, that's like okay. I blame it on Adam. Okay. Yeah. So let me just tell you, there are four shirts going out. We got Cobra Guy ninety five, Gak nineteen oh nine, Michelle Cobra Muscle. Guy. Anonymous sixty nine. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> M- <laughs> you just got sixty nine by somebody you don't know. Exactly. MJ Murray one hundred and one. All of you are winners of T shirts. Please send your name and your address and your shirt size to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com and we'll get that out to you. Excellent. Get your shirt. Leave a review. You might get a shirt. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I'm not trying to say that We're Doug, saying Doug helps me and not you. I'm just that's saying exactly, it, it, that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. It just yeah. looks like of, it seems of, that of, way. Of, like it's effortless. Of course, like the favorite the favorite son gets the best <laughs> microphone, right? Actually, <laughs> actually, the most expensive one is Adam's. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you, feel better. you suck the most. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Am I the favorite son? I think you are the favorite son. Oh. So is that? I'm the. What's uh, Justin? Because it's like you're well, the one that left and well, came it's, back. Let's put, it, let's put it this way, because I'm sure if we asked Doug, Doug, Doug would say he doesn't play favorites like that. Like I a, don't. Like a good dad. <laughs> but I love you all equally. You're his. Oh, you're his oldest son in nice. this situation because you and him go back the furthest. So Justin and I are kind of like the middle child and the. I kind of. I kind of changed his life. Uh, you know, as his trainer. So well, because you can't blame him. You're that's first. True. You're his firstborn. You first impact. That, that, yeah, that, first exactly. Born. So yeah. no matter no matter what, right? As parents, what's that like as parents? So what it's. Tell me, tell me, and how do you do that? How do you, um, how do you, how do you be a, this great father? Because I know that if I were to, my firstborn boy that comes out, man, that would just be that'd be. It's yeah. hard to compare that to anything so, else. So, it, so but then the second one, and then you're like, okay. So two things. First, I think this relationship's different. I think 
you know, I'm like Doug's son, but and you're like my sons. So I think that's a different. <laughs> uh, it's a different it's step that up. dynamic. Yeah. Huh? So you're like oh. his grandchildren. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse so, to call you daddy. Tell us, dad. <laughs> yeah. You did the other day. Uh, so no, really, as a, as a parent, what is that like for when you? When you have your first child, first of all, okay, you got to understand something. As a man, we have a very different experience when it comes to the first child than it than compared to the the mother very mm-hmm. very different mm-hmm. the mother uh, for the first child feels a connection much sooner because the baby's inside her she can feel it moving it's not this abstract concept for a, for a father we don't really become relevant till yeah. like years later we, we just don't know because like i see the belly growing I know there's a baby in there, It's but it's very abstract. I don't feel anything. I could just see it. So I don't have this, like, I don't know what to expect. So I don't have this necessary, this, this necessarily this connection that the, like that, she does. Like she's been building for the last nine yes. months, right? Now, right. when the baby's born, it's like, boom, man. It, it, and my experience was it just fucking hit me. Just immediate. All at once, and everything changed, and you're just like, and then you fall so hard in love with this little creature that you can't because <laughs> that's what they look like right yeah, there. They're, they're like little alien, <laughs> wet just, aliens. You're you're <laughs> you're you fall in love with them so hard that then you think to yourself like, well, that's going to suck for the next one that comes along because how can I possibly like I'm not going to be able to love them like this. Like they're just going to be the second child. But then you have right. the second one and it doesn't matter. And what you need to under what you end up realizing is you don't have a finite capacity for love. You're capacity for love, love grows. It just changes the definition. It, it grows. The whole thing grows. So yeah. it's not like, oh my God, I love this so much. Well, you worry about that though. You, you do. worry about that after, the, you, you know, when, when when going through the second time around, it's like, oh, am I going to love this one as, as much, you know? And it's like, but yeah, then it happens and you're just like, duh. And, and with the second one, because you know what to expect and what you've gone through with the first one, I, I don't know about you, Justin, but I got connected to the second one while... You know, the mother was still while while my ex wife was still pregnant. I, yeah. I, I I got a connection sooner because I knew what yeah. to expect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, yeah. But the first one's like an exactly. Abstract. I think that you knew how you could kind of like be more involved. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you knew where your place was. Like oh, I can help with this, or oh, I can grab them and go. You know, take them down for a nap, whatever. So, so based off of that, Doug would love me just as much I as mean, you. Then so that makes he me, would that makes me feel better. It would be, he, he, yeah, he, he would, but um, but because we're not his actual children, mm. um, no, I'm definitely the one that's loved most. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, it just goes right out the window. No, uh, all those theories no. change. <laughs> I have a very large mm. capacity to love, though. Oh, so, you know, nice. how, yeah, nice. how long were you guys? How many times how, has he kissed you on the no. forehead? <laughs> How long were you guys training together? So how long were you training him for? Like how many days per week? How long was he a client before you guys did business? I know you've kind of slightly touched on this, but I can't remember what it was. Doug was my client probably for a year, right? About a year year before we started talking about certain things. Now, the thing is, the way I was training Doug in the beginning was very uh, it was maps esque. It was there were elements of maps that we were already doing. Yeah, and you've shared this before with me. You've told me that that's like actually that's the name of our new program. Maps esque. I re- I actually remember because you and I you and I were actually <laughs> so talking mysterious. on Facebook that far back. <laughs> I remember you telling me and sharing me that like, dude, I've like I remember you when you were going through this like whole epiphany. Like you were you were you were Facebooking me back and forth and talking about bro 
you have to do this. Just trust me. Just you keep trying yes. to get me to do something. The You're last like, piece that I'm, really kicked in was the trigger session. And now you know what's funny? Uh, and so Doug was like the first guy to really do it along with me. But what was what's funny is, you know, being in fitness as long as I have, there's certain things that I'll do and I will know almost right away that this is a game changer. But there's, that's happened to me very, very few times. Well, that's exactly why it is. I, I feel like that's for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you've been doing this for 15 plus years, the the gains and the change is is very it's far, few and far between. Like we just, you've gone through the big game, the game changers. Like somebody brought up just recently about the fact that thinking that we had more gains back when we first started and everything like that because we trained so crazy and intense. I'm like, oh God, no. You know, like, those uh, that was like a slow, gradual uh, yeah. over course of ten plus exactly. years. So, yeah, exactly. to see anything at all change, well, like, you know, even, right away, it's, it's not like, even. Oh my god, this is a huge. But fun. I don't even have to see it. It's like as soon as I do it, I know, like, holy shit, this is a game changer, and that's happened a, a couple times, a few times. Like the first time I fasted, I knew right away. Like the first day, I was like, okay, this is going to be a game changer for me. Yeah. Um, the first time, the very, very, very first workout where I didn't go to failure and everything. I knew right away. I was like, I feel different. Like this is this is a game changer. That happened with trigger sessions, and that also happened when I switched from a split to uh, full body, and that also happened when I started phasing my workouts. Those were three big things that happened that helped me develop uh, the original maps. And what's funny is I forget about some of those things when I stop doing them and I start focusing on other things. Recently, I just started incorporating on a consistent basis. Trigger sessions. And trigger sessions are different from focus sessions, which are different from mobility sessions. Those are all the different techniques that we involve in the different MAPS programs. And each of them have their benefit. And I forget how effective each one of them is when I stopped doing them for too long. Like, I forgot what trigger sessions do. I started doing them consistently again. And within a week, I'll tell you what, I had uh, pain in my uh, my rotator, uh, uh, what is that called? Uh, pr- uh, Proteator terrace. Yeah. It's been sore for a while. I've been trying to rehab it. Started doing just trigger sessions. And it's almost gone already. This is after like three days of doing it. Um, my muscles feel fuller. I'm remembering what it felt like the first time I did trigger sessions. I'm getting that kind of full body pump. You know, I, I feel like I'm, my body's looking a little, it's starting to look different already. Um, it kind of, it blows me away. But yeah, it's, um, you'll know right away when you do certain things, especially if you've been working out for a long time, if they're going to benefit you. So you Doug was, so Doug was a part of that. Like he was, when you first started to incorporate it with clients, he was one of the first clients that you started really doing that. Doug with. was one of the first, uh, it was me, Doug, a client of mine, uh, Jim, who's, uh, at the time he was 68 fitness fanatic. I had, um, a couple, uh, friends of mine that were fem- that were women who were very much into fitness. And then I started incorporating elements of it into training clients for other things. So people who weren't so hardcore into, you know, building muscle or whatever. Uh, but I would incorporate elements of it into their rehab or into their correctional exercise or whatever. Cause I knew if the principle worked for one thing that I could take it and, and apply it to other, other facets. And every single person that, that incorporated these things was coming back to me and like blown away. Well, what you just said too is important because this is this is how uh, Maps Green and Maps Black evolved too. Was because the the concepts still apply, yeah. like the whole principle of we just built off of that. It, yeah, the whole frequency concept over intensity. And you you mentioned that it, it was a quick thing for you. That was probably the only one I would say that took a longer time for me to sink in. And the, but once it did, it was a very aha moment for me, which was the intensity i i trained so intense for so long that it had became a habit 
Um, you know, and, and I, I really notice it like when I, when I run into somebody else at the gym or I, and I see a buddy's working out and they always want, you know, Hey, you want a spot? You know, I'm like, God, you know, it's crazy. I used to train that way where I needed, you a, needed a spot. I needed I a spot all the time. And if I didn't need a spot, I wasn't pushing myself, you know, like that was the mentality. So it took me a while to break that and, and change that mentality and, and know when to interject it. Right. Like, I think that's important because I think we, we send this message so much like, uh, you know, and I notice it as we grow, like, you know, now I feel like we've gotten more pushback than we've ever gotten recently. And I feel like it's just, it's part of growth right now in the business, right? We go through these, these little growth spurts I've noticed over the last couple of years. And it's like this new wave of people that are coming through that haven't listened to mind pump since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they're still like, they get like maybe a guide or they get a program and they're like confused on like, I don't get it. Where's like, all these elaborate weird things uh, that are supposed to be added into this. And, you know, so I think it's important that we talk and address that because there's so many people that, that just to just think that, okay, I'm going to try this thing out and see what it does for me. And they have that, uh, they have that approach to everything that they do. And like, this is different, you know, it's not, you have created habits. And I know this because I have, I've created these habits of training this way that, I have to constantly remind myself that like, get out of that mentality. I know what's best for my body. And I know when I listen to my body and I train it like I'm supposed to, and I, and I cut those reps short of failure, you know, and then I introdu- intermittently introduce that type of training that at that intensity, at small, small places within my programming that I see huge benefits, but not allowing myself to get caught up in that recovery trap where I'm just hammering well, my I body. Think too, like, like to, to piggyback on your, on your intensity talk, like, as far as like making gains and seeing that initially, like, yeah, that was something that I did see. Like I, I trained really hard and, and I took that into athletics and I thought that I was at my optimal performance output, but really why we've, we've like, I've learned over the years and and much like Sal and then even going through the trigger sessions and doing it. Like I initially, I was doing it with too much intensity and I had to train my, my mentality. I had to, I had to really check myself and uh, once once you actually like completely, you know, give into the process of it, you do see those benefits to it. You see the recovery elements. You see uh, how your body uh, responds, and then you know how how you don't feel like. I always used to get to this point when I would train really hard, where I knew I knew my shoulder was going to sort of give way. Uh, when I was bench pressing or when I was overhead pressing or, you know, or my, my knee would start to hurt because of an old injury from sports. It's because, and I would just sort of plan it out like, well, I'm going to get as far as I can, you know, this run at it. And then I would sort of recover, come back and then ramp myself back up. Mm. Whereas now it's totally different. Now it's, you avoid it. It's, it's, you avoid it. And it's, then you keep, it just keeps slowly compiling to where you're doing even better than you've ever done. Well, the mentality somewhere along the line, it became, um, common knowledge, uh, although inaccurate, that in order to get the body to change, you have to force it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the mentality. Like your body doesn't want to do these things, and and the reason why that mentality uh, comes from, uh, you know, exists is because yes, if you just sit there and do nothing, of course your body's not going to want to burn body fat, build muscle, get strong, or whatever. But that doesn't mean your body doesn't want to. It just means your body's just adapting to what you're currently doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you need to force your body because your body doesn't need to be forced. In fact, you can't force your body to do anything. If your body doesn't want to do something, you can force all the fucking all, all day long 
and you're just going to end up uh, either hurting yourself or um, getting sick or whatever. So don't think of, of what you're doing as forcing your body because when you go in with that mentality, then it requires lots of intensity. It, it requires pain. It requires this horrible struggle. Think of, your, of you nudging your body. All you're doing is you're nudging your body into the direction you want to move. You're giving it these little nudges and kind of guiding it to where you want to go. And it makes me think of, I watched a movie the other day, um, and I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but it just reminds me of this, where they were in a, a spacecraft in space. And you know, when NASA's trying to adjust the position of something in space, it only requires little nudges of, uh, you know, like they're, they're shooting out little nudges of gas. Because if they go too fast, the thing spins out of control, right? Mm-hmm. And you see it like, and it just small incremental changes getting it where, where it wants to go. That's what exercise is with your body. And mm-hmm. now the nudges will look different based on your fitness level, your experience, and your genetics. But the, but they're always nudges nonetheless. So what may be a nudge for me is going to be too hard of a freaking shove for a complete beginner. Um, so intensity is super relative. You know, that's so um, – stop right there too because I think it's important people understand this. That's something that is so hard for us, what we're doing, right, because – trying to create uh, programs and create things for people that is as individualized as possible and, and explain to them that, listen, you know, anybody that's telling you like, this is the way to do it, or this is what's best for you is, is wrong. I mean, there's, yeah. and that was, that was the, the biggest challenge of, of creating these, these programs. And that's why it was so important too, that we, we create the forum with it and that we encourage people to be able to modify and change and there's still so much more to come with what we're building. Like uh, it's it's far from over, and hopefully most people are are watching the YouTube channel too and getting all the exercises. Everything's going to pull together, and it's and it's coming together. And I feel like uh, next year is going to be a really cool year for us with you know all all the maps programs being out, and then we start to really refine everything. Like it's going to get so much better than what it already is. So those that are going through the process with us right now, like. You know, there's. It's going to get simpler. It's going to get uh, more uh, m- uh, modifiable. Is that can I yeah. say that? Like with, as far as what you're what you're trying to do. And yeah, you, you have, have more options. It'll it'll be very user friendly. Like it'll just be clean, concise. You know, all that stuff. I remember when Sal was when he was going through this, and he would be sending me over like a, a lot of the philosophies that he was uh, implementing into maps or creating when he was creating it. And I was like, God, this is. So right on with how I feel, and I remember thinking like I needed somebody else that I I, I trusted in the industry that that was going to be saying this to me because everywhere else I, I was hearing all the other bullshit that I knew that I knew in my head I was like even though I was doing it right even though I'm doing it I'm caught up in it I know better like it's like and I don't know how long that was for you guys where you felt like you were you knew better but you were still mm-hmm. doing shit like that that's before that before the aha moment I right? had to get yeah. out of um I had to get out of the gym yeah in yeah. order for me to get to where I got cuz I got there quickly as soon when I left the typical gym environment I wasn't surrounded by other you know quote unquote meatheads right mm. when I had my wellness studio and I was working with physical therapists massage therapists acupuncturists you know functional mm-hmm. medicine people um, you know, people who are experts at yoga and movement and flexibility because I was surrounded by them um, just through, you know, uh, just just because I was around them all the time, I was exposed to all these different things and yep. it got me questioning things. But if I was stuck in the gym like I was before with all these other meatheads and stuff, it would have been very difficult. It yeah. would have been very, very it difficult. It a lot longer to get there. Yeah, same thing happened with me when I went to NorCal and I, I, 
I finally got to a place where, you know, I'd gone to other independent gyms and everything, but this was the first place where I actually like came across uh, other really bright minds in the industry and, and, you know, what they were doing with their clients. And it, it was all just reiterating stuff that I had learned and read and, you know, went to school and all that stuff. It's just, they were applying it very specifically and I was watching it all unfold with their clients. And I'm like, why am I not doing it that way? I was doing it the bro way, you mm-hmm. know, before that. And it just sort of reshifted my, my way of thinking. And, uh, and then I just started pursuing my own, um, you know, interests as far as like learning more to, to, to get more insight on a lot there, of these And things. there's a lot of fear, you know, you have to consider most of us or many of us who get into um, exercise on a consistent basis and we're very consistent, very serious about it. Many of us uh, have some kind of insecurity tied to it or there's the, the motivation tends to be we don't like something about ourselves. And so that tends to make it... M- more of an obsession than a passion. And let me explain what I mean. When you take someone who's been a guy who wants to build muscle, who feels like he's skinny, for example, I'll use that example because that's me, and he lifts weights consistently all the time, body parts split, there's a major fear with changing anything because the fear becomes, will I lose some yeah. of my well, gains? Well, I go back to where I was before. Right. right. Yeah. But as, as, as illogical as that sounds, that is literally what is going through the person's mind. It's like panic. The same yeah. thing can be true for the, the, the girl who lost lots of weight and doesn't want to gain a single pound back and she's going to think to herself, my goodness, if I, if I change anything, am I just going to get real fat? Now, here's what you need to understand. Number one, you're not going to lose gains or gain tons of weight overnight. So you'll see it happening before you know things get crazy, if that were to happen. The high likelihood is... It's not going to happen, though. The high likelihood is you're going to notice some changes by changing what you're doing, and the the likelihood is you're going to get some benefit just because it's different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be great shit. The simple fact that you change things, you've been stuck doing the same thing for so long, is going to show you some favorable results. But even if it didn't, uh, you are going to notice something different. You are going to learn things about your body, and if you understand that this is long-term, uh, which it is if you're that much of a fanatic, um, then then it's okay. So you got to be okay with losing a little bit of gains, uh, but you're trying something different. And from my experience, here's what's going to happen. You're God, not going to lose so, anything. That's so hard for people, though. Yeah. This, this, it's hard. This, was, this hard. to me, is the I think the hardest part of the job is the, the, the breaking through the mental piece with people. You know, that's, to me, the all the other stuff, losing weight, gaining weight, Building muscle, losing body fat. This is just X's and O's. I feel like for us, it's very, uh, very simple to help somebody do that. What's mm-hmm. What's tough is breaking through all the mental stuff. That's That's where all the coaching comes from. By the way, that's the, yeah. like very little of the training is the actual what to do. A lot of the training is yeah. I think dealing with that part. I th- and I think that's where the uh, this is where the experience part kicks in. Is just once you've done that with so many people. Uh, you've you've dealt with all kinds of different if, issues. You know, everybody has. Uh, we all are unique with our insecurities. We all have uh, different desires, different wants, as far as uh, different health uh, issues already. You know, a lot of people already are predisposed to things. Like, uh, there's so many different elements. There's uh, that you that somebody when you get somebody training them for the first time. Like, it's it's crazy to me. Like, uh, when you see all this stuff out there that we continue to see flooded in the industry of 
just marketing to like one type of person and targeting the 30 day quick or the 60 day turn your, you know, switch everything around. It's like, God, dude, that's not how it works. Like, it's so crazy to me. And well, it's, you know, when you, it's like when you get a client and you tell them, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I don't know, you know, pick your manipulation, but maybe you say, I'm going to raise your, your, your fat intake a little bit. And it's like, so scary. It's yeah. so scary to them because they, they think different. Because they can't, they think, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight. Or even if I say raise your carbs, or if I say we're going to reduce your cardio, or we're going to change your resistance training routine. Like, But I've always done that. What, what's yeah. going to happen to my body? Am mm-hmm. I going to gain weight? I'm, I'm terrified. I have this anxiety because I'm changing things. And it's wonderful to see at the end of that when that person sees the benefit from it. Um, or maybe they see didn't see much benefit, but they're now not afraid to change things because yeah. it wasn't this catastrophic you know, well, thing that well, just basically defines a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. That's my, one is much harder, and that's to to always be willing to grow and, and and go through the the trials and the fire of it. But you know, sometimes you will fail. You know, maybe it's a concept that isn't going to stick. You know, but you're you're willing to 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 put yourself out there and be in that mindset that hey, I'm going to try this for X amount of time and give it the the, the real uh you know amount of effort that it needs. I, well, Go ahead. Can you think of like a game changer tip that you or a uh, thing that you've implemented with a client? Like, for example, I think of uh, when I when I started making clients actually track their water for me, uh, I, I made this huge, huge leaps and bounds with my clients as far as getting them to connect, uh, you know, the pounds on the scale up and down and learning to not allow that to mentally mess with them. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big one. Like people get on the scale day to day. And they see the scale go up or down and mm. they allow it to uh, dictate how they feel going forward in that day and and how they end up probably eating and exercising later on that day. Mm-hmm. And the, it, most times uh, more they're off. They're significantly off on their what they think is going on. So uh, enlightening people on what that looks like. Uh, and I used to make them, you know, or I do make them track their their sodium and, and their water for me, especially at the very beginning. And I and it seems crazy, and I would never expect somebody to do this for long term because I think it's ridiculous to me- measure every ounce of water you drink every day for the rest of your life. But I do think it it serves a major purpose for teaching something, uh, and teaching all of us. I, I it was an eye opener for me when I had to do it for competing. It was like holy cow! Like I and that's why it was so powerful because I saw you know you talk about aha moments. There's only been a handful of those. This was an aha moment for me because I have done I have been a victim of this of you know, can over consuming calories and whatever, and then getting up the next day, seeing the scale way up more than what you wanted. And then that day hammering the shit out of your body and cutting your calories way back, like, and punishing yourself for that because of what you saw, you know, and I've also been on the other boat where I've been the skinny guy trying to gain weight and I missed a meal and my scale went down four pounds and I freaked out, you know, and like, Oh my God, I lost all this muscle. So the next day I'm like over consuming by 2000 calories. So I've been that guy on both sides, so I understand this. Well, when I started showing clients, like they could literally fluctuate three up to some of them up to nine pounds in a night of like literally just water from retaining water. And I could show them the connection of, look, when we increased our sodium, you also drank 20 more ounces of water because you're thirstier. 
And then on top of that, you're consuming more carbohydrates. So your body's pairing with that. So of course, we're going to go up a good half a pound to pound. So when they get on the scale the next day, they realize, then I say, now watch, don't change anything. We're eating perfectly fine right now. We're exercising perfectly fine. Watch what happens within the next two to three days. Two to three days, it comes right out and they go like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, you never got fat from that. Right. Your body was just holding, retaining, retaining extra water because you've consumed more sodium and water. That connection, I think for people, uh, it, for most of my clients, it's just been like a game changer. It's been, for them. It's been big. Yeah. I think for me too, like, um, we've, we've definitely talked, I think more than, than any other fitness personality about the central nervous system and how involved that is in the process of training. And I feel like my, my big aha was really just learning how to utilize that and, and utilize muscular tension and and how to increase that within um you know my major lifts to really give me a performance edge and you know it, it's kind of silly because it's these little things that that seem like such common sense but uh until you actually use it and and, and train your body to yeah. improve it um you know it's it's not going to be a thing with what you're doing you're just going to Go do your ritual. Go do your workout without the intention of what you know needs to be accomplished, and also like the the, the focus of it. And um, you know, for me, just kind of going down that rabbit hole now of like, well, this also improves my flexibility and and you know and and, and the quality of of my joints and and you know allowing like more range of motion. But now I'm strong in that range of motion, and uh, there's just so much benefit to it if you do it properly and you incorporate it into your normal routine you know an, a big one for me uh that just came to me and this i really haven't talked about on the show um at all and uh, shame on me because this is a big this is a big one that i should bring up and it has it doesn't have very much to do with gains directly or weight loss directly but indirectly it has quite a uh, profound impact and that's the connection between um your emotion your emotional state and uh, your and pain in your body, and I remember, you know, I train a lot, and, and they're very closely connected, by the way. Uh, and uh, the the impetus for that particular thought came from one of my clients who was a uh, doctor, and we were talking about pain, and I was talking about correctional exercise and what I can do. And up until that point, if somebody came to me with any kind of pain. I would immediately assess their function, immediately assess muscle recruitment patterns, correct those recruitment patterns, get them into better position, get them to move better. And nine out of 10 times, it would work. But there was that one out of 10 times where it was just like, you know, we would we maybe get a little better, but then it just wouldn't go away. And it was quite rare, but it would happen. You know, I've been training long enough to have those clients where you just, God, you can't figure it out. And this, this client, we were talking and he was saying how um, they, you know, off-label prescription, you know, drugs or drugs uh, prescribed for off-label uses. And one of the things that sometimes they'll prescribe for pain, which, when they can't find a problem, is they'll they'll describe an they'll, excuse me they'll prescribe an antidepressant. Hmm. And that kind of blew me away. So I thought, I thought, wait, an antidepressant for and we were talking about back pain in particular. Um, and he said, yeah, you know, you know, somebody you, you give them an MRI, an X-ray, they go to the physical therapist, like everything looks fine back pain no matter what we give them an antidepressant back pain goes away so that perked my interest and so i did some research uh, at the time and um you know what i kept coming up with was how depression was and other mental issues were 
connected to physical feelings of pain. Like it's actual, manifested. Actual physical pain, right? Mm. And um, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. And so at that time, I was working with a uh, physical therapist and a massage therapist who were both very much into that. And I had completely ignored them. Every time they brought that up, I'd roll my eyes. Like, let's just look at their muscle function. But I should have been, I should have been more open-minded, especially considering mm. one of them was a physical therapist and one of them, you know, the physical therapist is more of an expert on, uh, you know, correctional movement than I was. In fact, I learned a lot from her. Mm. So I should have listened, but I never did. But at that, something snapped and I said, God, this is, this, there, there may be something to this. And so I had this one client who was always in pain. She just would hurt. Um, in certain parts of her body, and we would do exercise for and correct it, and, and you know, and and it would go away a little bit, but it would still be there. And I couldn't identify any other problems with her movement-wise. I just just like, why the fuck is she hurting constantly? You know, this has to be a nerve issue, I thought, or whatever. So she came in for a workout one day, and she was complaining lots of pain. And I watched her move, and she is moving funny. But I thought to myself, it's I wonder if it's the pain that's causing her to move funny, and not the other way around. Hmm. So I had her lay on her stomach, on her back. We, were, we went into a quiet room, uh, turned the lights off in there so it was relatively dark. Had her lay on her back, and I taught her how to belly breathe. And for those of you listening who don't know what belly breathing is, many of us, because of our daily low levels of stress, we shallow breathe. We don't take a full diaphragmatic breath when we breathe because we're in this kind of minor fight-or-flight response. And you can tell because your chest moves with your breath, but your stomach doesn't. So you're breathing in through your chest. And in the short term, it gives you more energy, more oxygen. In the long term, it actually deprives you, of, uh, deprives you of oxygen, and it puts you in this kind of hyper-stress state. So, it's also a strong piece of yoga and why people notice a difference yes. right here. So I laid her on her back. This is a true story. I had her place one hand on her belly, one hand on her chest, and I told her to breathe in deeply, but to move her belly first. And only when that would only would move fully would she... Would she uh, permitted to then breathe into her chest. So I said, okay, you got to fill your belly first. When that can't get any more full, then you can breathe in through your chest and then breathe out. And I had her close her eyes. So she did this for about one minute and I had her breathe in, move the belly first, then the chest, breathe out, you know, in that order. And she stopped and she started crying. No, this is no joke. She literally started, she had, we didn't say shit. She just sat there and belly breathed and started crying. She had a emotional release because she had stopped and given herself uh, some time to be with herself, to focus on her breath, to breathe in fully. So she was able to, whatever she was feeling, which she was jamming in the back of her mind, which was keeping her in this kind of tense state, surfaced. surfaced. And it wasn't that she was necessarily thinking about anything. It just came out in emotion and she started crying and she got real embarrassed. And I said, hey, listen, it's you know totally fine. You're having an emotional release. I said, is there anything in particular you're thinking about? I told her, you don't have to tell me, um, you know, but if there is, then maybe that's something you should you know think about. And she goes, nothing really in particular. She's like, I just got this like release. And she stood up and guess what? The pain was no gone. Pain. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Her hip pain was gone. So uh, that for me was a huge, uh, huge breakthrough. Um, and in fact, I believe Eckhart Tolle talks about this and I'm not a huge, I'm not very pr- proficient in his writings, but my girlfriend is, and she tells me about how he talks about uh, having a pain body. And this is a person that they'll feel sick or the body will hurt or they'll feel whatever. And it's from an emotional uh, standpoint, there's nothing really physically hmm. wrong with them. And I couldn't believe just how powerful that was until I had experienced it myself uh, years later when I had 
these issues of, you know, I was going through a very st- stressful period in my life and I was noticing the kind of this mild dizziness and I thought I was having all these problems. I got an MRI. I'm like, oh my God, I got brain cancer. What's going on? No, it was all completely stress related, but that was a big one for me. That was a huge one. The, I can't stress enough. The psychological part is everything. Yeah. I, it really, everything, man. It, it really is. And I think, <laughs> and I know Doug doesn't like when I share stuff like this on the show, but uh, it's very, really, it's very rare. It's very rare. Well, he doesn't like us to talk about any of this stuff, but I, I feel like it's I should share because it goes in line with what you're talking about. It's very, very rare that we actually get somebody that takes advantage of the uh, 30-day money-back guarantee. Mm. So all of our programs are guaranteed. Go through it for 30 days. Literally try it out. If it does not, if you do not notice and feel a difference, you get your money back. Well, every once in a while we do, but it's always the person who opens it up, didn't try it, didn't do anything, and looks at it, reads it, and then goes like, oh, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. And it always drives me crazy because I almost wish we had, and I wish we had this like you have to please have listened to ten or fifteen episodes before you get a program because I feel like otherwise there's there's so much more that goes into this you know what we're trying to teach through the programs like there the the idea of all the maps is not like. Oh, this we're not is, making it sexy for you. Yeah, it's not. No. I, that's exactly. We're making you sexy. We're making it's, you sexy. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a. I I feel like we've done a, a really a really good job breaking down really uh, really really major science into the most simplest way possible and trying to teach all the things that we've learned over all the years of of personal training. Uh, and and wrap it into these into these programs that take you three months to go through. And the idea is that you go through it, not that you stick to it and you do it forever and you just keep repeating it. That's not that's what's wrong with I think all the other programs that are out there is everybody's it's all centered around like a kicking your ass for this workout and here's the next one that kicks your ass yeah. and they all have these and then crazy you fell off the wagon if you're not still doing it. Yeah, right. And then it's on or off the wagon. No, we're trying to teach you something about your body in this. So when somebody does that, it, it really it, it drives me crazy because it's that they have so much. I already know. I don't even know who the person is, yeah. and I know they've got so much more work to do on the psychological part before they they're do. even ready to do a program like this. Because you have to be open minded enough to be. We're we're asking you to challenge so much of the shit that you've heard. It's, out there. And it's hard. We know it's hard because we fall. We constantly fall victim to it ourselves yeah do you know how long i've known for example do you know how long i've known that meditation would be would benefit me greatly like i've known this logically like i need to fucking make time to meditate for 15 minutes a day 15 minutes that's nothing right but do you know how long i haven't meditated forever why because i know it's good but you know it's out of my routine and you know whatever and i need more time to do a trigger session or i'm gonna you know do this instead and uh and then i Regular now, I force myself. We had the Brain FM guys come on, right? Yeah. So they had that that meditated that meditation uh, beat or whatever, and so that's giving me like an excuse to kind of like, okay, I'm going to start doing this. Lo and behold, ideas are popping up, creativity starting to peak. I'm starting to sleep better. It's like I fucking know it, but I don't do it. I didn't yeah. try it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sounds so simple, right? And so I think that's what happens. I think people. You know, especially if they listen to one or two episodes by a program, then they open it, look at it, and go, yeah. "Oh, there's no magic in it here." Sounds too simple. Sounds too common sense. Either, yeah. either it's either it's there's no magic in it, but the magic in it is is in its simplicity, and it's in, in the way it's applied. Mm-hmm. But they look at it and say, "A, a, it's either not magical. There's nothing just exploded in my face, or 
Uh, B, it's too different from what I'm currently doing and I don't want to try it. Well, and here's the thing too. At the end of the day, that's really, it's about that. Like, And I feel like this goes into like what we talked about with supplements the other day. Like people think that just because we uh, say one thing about them, like all of a sudden it's like eh, all about it. Like it, if if the meditation isn't uh, helping you with the, the markers that you're paying attention to, then it's not for you or you don't need to do it. Sure, there's all kinds of benefits from it. But the one thing I feel like we've always stayed consistent is when we teach things or we, we uh, share things with people, we're not trying to say, oh, everybody needs to be doing this or this is specifically for you. It's like, listen, these this is what it does for you. This may be an issue with it that you're currently having and this may be a great answer for you. But people, I feel like every time we, we say something on the show, they go run out and they try something and then they re- instantly want to give their review like, oh, it's awesome. Oh, it's not awesome. Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, H- it was, hated that. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, it's not, well, it's not really about that. It's about- I just looked at it. It's a, it's about le- really learning your body and the things that you need and, and finding out if that's for you. And I think we're always trying to share those type of things. I think meditation is something I'm currently working on myself. So Are you doing it too? Yeah, and I've been pretty good, I was, especially when we went on vacation. I mean, that was obviously a lot easier. Now, what have you noticed from, uh, from doing it? Uh, I've noticed my sleep uh, big time. So I'm getting uh, much more rested. So it's weird. I have sometimes, and that's what really surprised me, there was some days where I didn't get a lot of hours, but uh, I felt like I was in a deeper sleep. So that that was something I noticed. I noticed, uh, just like you, uh, I, it sparked a lot of creativity for me. Um, and it was weird because a couple times I did it, I felt like, like I did it, uh, I put the headphones on and everything and I was meditating and I was in, there was room, in a room where people were at, talking and things. And uh, I was actually able to get into a really, really deep, relaxed uh, meditative state and not even realizing that I was so... Um, I, I definitely have enjoyed it, but it's making the time. That's, that's you, you know, so you have to prioritize. So you know what's so I had this conversation. I've had this conversation several times with uh, with different people, and it was um, I've now come to the conclusion that I am much more uh, of an artist and much less of a businessman than I would like that I like to admit. And let me let me explain what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you why the meditation meditative part is, is important. I always thought I was a businessman first, and uh, and I created things uh, secondary. But the reality is, I'm much better at creating things than I am at you know. I, I can lead people, I can do all that stuff, but starting and owning and running and selling businesses, that's not my my real. That's not what really drives me. It's really just creating things, coming up with ideas, uh, implementing new things, seeing things from different angles. And when I finally started to really understand that about myself. I started nurturing the things that uh, that nurtured that that nurtured that mm-hmm. um, that that art part part of me, and part of that is making space. That's what meditation does, is making space for that to come through. Because if I'm stressed or anxious or busy doing a million different things all the time, there's no space for me to be creative. And if you look at uh, like artists in the very very true sense, uh, or the ones that we the stereotypical sense, like musicians and people who paint and shit like that, they or or writers. What do they usually have to do to come up with their great ideas? They go off into the woods. Yeah, they go on they the go beach. Get a new stimulus or just break away from like too much stimulus. They tur- turn everything off and just shut them, shut everything out. I know the, the story of Sylvester Stallone when he wrote Rocky. He re- had an apartment. He newspapered the window, shut it, locked himself in there, yeah. and wrote, wrote the whole script. Oh, God, no wonder you love the story. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so- uh, The plot I, thickens. Well, no. So when it comes to meditation, it's like, you know what? Um, just sitting there like- mm, 
it makes space for me, and, and now I'm now I'm making it much more uh, of a priority. It's definitely part of my routine. Yeah, now. I, you know, and, and to me, I'm trying. But to, it took me so long because I was so hard headed. And Fuck. I think the message I'm trying to say with this too is that, like, I I now already I see the benefits, how it helps me, and so I will pay attention to, you know, like things that are coming up. Like recently, you know, this time of the year is a is a very busy time, can be stressful with the holidays and you know, all the family traveling, things like that. And so when I find myself getting all caught up in that, like I make sure that I make the time to do that. So mm-hmm. I think that's to me that like, I feel like some people like they see the benefits of that and then all of a sudden become, they go off the deep end and it's like they're meditating every day for hours in and hours right. out, and that, you know, to each their own. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with someone who wants to be that, but I don't like to, to, you know, push it like that. I like to share with people like the benefits that I've noticed from it. Mm-hmm. And then now I try and be aware of the times in my life where I would have added stress or if I catch myself, wow, it's been two or three weeks since I've taken time for myself. I've been so caught up in work and family and and gifts and yada, yada, all this shit that, hey, uh, this would probably be smart. And if I'm being really good, I'm being proactive to that, right? I know that I'm heading into, you know, like this week, for example, is going to be a crazy busy week with us. We have meetings and guests and all kinds of big stuff going on and finishing up with Maps Yellow. So all this stuff is coming uh, right now. So I know that I need to make time for myself to do that. Otherwise, um, I know it'll affect my mood, which then in turn can affect those around me. And and I know it's something that I can control by it's, implementing It's understanding something. that balance, you know? It's like yeah. you, you can compile as many disciplines as you want that you know are beneficial for you. But really having a solid understanding of, you know, how that's going to affect you and then what your body's telling you through all these different, like, disciplines you immerse yourself into, that's really what matters. It's about, you know, like still being in tune with your body, even though you know, you're, you're providing it with all these like good tools. Maybe the combination of all these things at once isn't really benefiting you to that level. So you just have to like always bring it back in. And I think, yeah, meditation is good because it, it, it also allows you to, to listen even further to what your body's communicating. And, and I think that there's a good, that's a good thing to delineate time where you, you, you spend time understanding like what it is that uh, is affecting you. It does. And I think, you know, if you're, if your ultimate goal, if you have a specific ultimate goal, um, I think there's, like I said, we we said earlier, there's a big fear with moving away from that specific goal because we think I'll never get to that goal anymore because now I'm focused on flexibility or I'm focused on mobility or I'm focused on, you know, stamina or whatever. But the reality is that they all contribute to each other. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot you'll learn about yourself and how your body needs to move and what movements work best for you with, uh, with your body by exposing yourself to these different things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you need to, you really got to change your mentality and look at the entire picture. Don't just measure your progress with one metric. Don't just measure, measure progress with strength or muscle size or just definition or just mobility or just, you know, anything because uh, that will take you away from, believe it or not, uh, lots of other things. And ultimately, you'll, you'll remove the longevity from whatever goal you're reaching towards. If all I ever do is focus on strength all the time and I don't focus on anything else, I'll get pretty strong. But I've, I'm, I'm cutting short the longevity that I'm going to have with that strength yeah. by far. But if I look at everything, if I look at the whole picture 
and I lose a little bit of strength because I'm focusing on flexibility, but my flexibility is getting better. I'm not feeling so bad. I'm saying to myself, yeah, I know I'm not deadlifting as much as I was before, but man, I can do a movement I couldn't do before, and that's good. So you have to look at the whole picture. That way you have you feel better about where you're moving. Then when you move back to your strength metric, uh, you'll surpass what you did before. Well, th- this is a lot. That's of, the catch twenty two here. Right? This is a lot of what yep. I I try at least I try my best to convey this on on Instagram. Is you know those that were connected to me over two years ago, you know, plus have had a chance to watch me go from fat to fit, and then to get into competing, and then to work through mobility. Like so, you know, I try and share my journey. It's and it's really not this. Uh, I know there couldn't be anything more narcissistic than Instagram, but it's really not about that for me. For me, it's it is. It's about sharing with people what I'm going through and like how I I choose to to focus like. You know, I just brought it up the other day about the the picture I posted on there of, you know, doing a really deep squat with, you know, 275 on my back. And that's not really impressive. You know, like for somebody like a guy my size, like 275 pounds is a very weak squat. Uh, but for me, that's not what I was focused on. You know, I had already I already did that game already where I was t- chasing Sal and you with how heavy you were squatting and was training to to build purely strength. And. And when I was doing it, that's what I was chasing. I wasn't I wasn't worried about how deep my squat was or exactly how perfect my mechanics were at the time. It was just like I'm I'm on a strength phase and I'm going to catch the both of them as as close or get as close as I possibly can to each of them in their 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 two power moves. So for me it's been about like sharing those pe- how I shift my mentality and like I can't you know, you don't want to get always caught up on the the scale that you get up on. You don't ever want to get. You don't always want to get caught up on the weight, the amount you're moving, and how many times you're moving it. You know, it's sometimes it's how you're moving. Like there's the, and learning to let that be the focus when you're going through that process. That's you know, going right back to how we started this conversation is so much of this game is mental. You know, and I think the sooner you you realize that, and the sooner you get working at improving all those little things, you know, it's a journey. You can't expect yourself to, to hop right into something and then it's going to come now. It's taken. I mean, we're still, yeah. you know, it's every, I feel like every, well, there's every, new things we get exposed to, we get excited about. And then it's like, Oh wow. What if I incorporate this? And then, you know, we experiment with that and then it becomes relevant. And now this is part of this long chain of things that are out in front of me that I'm going to keep kind of rotating in the mix because it improves me overall and it's going to keep compiling to make me better and better. Yeah. I mean, while you're working out, you're working your mind and really like Adam's saying, look at the focus, uh, examine it. Um, what, what your motivations are, are your motivations healthy? Are they long term? If they're not, just change those motivations. You'll actually get better results as a result of it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you get your mind right, your body uh, follows. Um, if you get your body looking a certain way, it doesn't necessarily mean the mind will follow. And many times they'll come out of it if you don't. So I think that would be the lesson right there. Yeah. Listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll win a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam is at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. 
Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.